What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Slightly Less Than Perfect. And as usual, I'm your host, Mark. I'm with the Rustic Ryan and the Bombastic Breezy, as per usual. And we're going to get right to it. So, guys, I got an interesting... Um, who's out of pocket today? Mm. All right. It's actually kind of get close to home. So... She said, um, am I out of pocket for kicking my husband out of the delivery room? Mm-hmm. So that title mm-hmm. already was like kind of like, it was real, real, pull, pull, pull me in real quick. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the story yet, but I'm going to say no. But go on. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see reasons for it. What, get kicking out, getting kicked out of the... Yeah, because he might have been going through it worse than she was. Possibility. Just, just you know, you know how... You know how Dudes can be something. Well, in delivery yeah. rooms, usually the first person to faint is the husband. Yeah. Facts. All right. <clears throat> so it says, uh, 23 female, 24 male, just had our first baby. My husband was so excited and super supportive, caring throughout the entire pregnancy. The only thing is that he became slightly obsessed with watching YouTubes and TikToks videos of husband pulling pranks on their wives while in labor. Are you serious? That's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing, bro. And I was just like, ah. Okay. So, for a reason. I didn't mind at first. Then he started casually joking about things like that he saw in the video saying, wouldn't it be funny? I clearly stated my distaste for them, asked him not to do anything like what he saw. He agreed and continued to joke about it. And for the time, I brushed it off. Since I trusted and thought that he wouldn't do anything of the sort. The day delivery came and I had been in labor for 8 to 12 hours. 8 hours. 12 hours total. So I'll put that into perspective. Like uh, when Sophie and I went into delivery, we were there for about, she was actually in labor for about 4 hours, 5 hours I want to say. This 8 hour thing. That's that's a work shift. That's a work shift yeah. of just like, work shift. and it's like, I don't even know how to explain contractions, but like they show you, you can see the contractions on like a little monitor and it shows up like audio does. And it shows you like when the contraction goes and like how it goes or whatever. And it's like, you can visibly see like when the pain and stuff comes and like as the husband or partner, they tell you to like, uh, you can do things like try to like move the hips or like put pressure on certain spots to kind of like even even the um, pain out because mm-hmm. you can't really like do anything about it. But you kind of like even out and like move it around or whatever. And it's just like mm-hmm. but everything you do is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pain, DJ. I got <laughs> yeah, more or less. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. So back to it. She said, I, I had just finished another round of contractions when my husband let out the largest, loud, loudest fart turned to me and said, what the hell have you been eating? It smells disgusting. <laughs> I'm not laughing at his humor. I'm laughing that he I thinks understand. like this is that's okay. He, like, this is like '90s slapstick. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? No, when I read it, when I read this the first time, I was like, bro, it's one of those things that should be like at that moment he knew he fucked up. But even the he humor itself shit. is like, like clown. Like <laughs> you're just a clown. You just a you just an elementary school just trying to rodeo clown. anything. So it's like, after that, it smells disgusting. I immediately recognize this as one of those pranks in his video. Outraged at him not honoring what I asked him not to do, I demanded that he leave the room. He started, he started arguing, saying that it was a joke, and insisted. Um, and luckily, just the nurse prank, helped bro. get him out. 
I went through the last four a four hours of labor by myself, and my family lives out of state, and I'm not close to my mother-in-law. After delivery, I told the nurse that he can come back in the room, and he was fuming. Mm. He started to demand that I tell him why I kicked him out. Oh, why? I calmly told him the reason, but he was pissed. He hasn't talked to me in a week. His mom is taking his side, saying that I was a complete bitch for kicking him out. Normally, he will defend me, he will defend me from her, but this time he completely agreed. I might be that I might be the asshole here, but I know oh, much no. worse. Looking forward to it. I know people have been through much worse. And looking at what we have to deal with for our first kid, and especially since he didn't get to cut the cord, but I still kicked him out and refused to let him back in. The nurse asked a few times if I wanted to let him back in, and I said no. Was she out of pocket? So Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What a freaking jerk. Yeah, that was a real like, douche move. Uh, then he gas- they gaslit her to think that she did something wrong. And then gave her the silent treatment after that. Just just a piece of ass, man. Yeah, so, like, even if, like, being in that situation, like, being in, like, being in the living room and, like, yeah. afterward, that week after the birth hmm. is, like, mentally, physically, and emotionally, the the woman that gave birth is not, like, not there. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, like, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, and, like, everyone's talking about beautiful, but it's super traumatizing. Of course. And it's, like... It's a lot of a lot of things is going to do it, and like, no matter how you feel about it after going through it and like the jokes and whatever else, but afterward, mm-hmm. be a man. My thing is be a man about it. Like you, if you, no matter how you felt about that, is like this is your partner. She just had a baby. You knew you were an asshole, and even if you don't feel like you were an asshole about it, you just had a baby. Like be a dad. Like you signed up to be a dad. Just be a dad. Wild. I feel a little bad for her. It seems like she's married a man child. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even the most immature of people, they should know when things are basically life or death, there's a time to stop the jokes. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like anyone ever told that uh, the husband to stop, grow up, don't get some help. I, I agree with that because I mean, like, I'm me, for example. I'm a jokester. I'm a prankster. I'm always finding the funny, always messing around, like always yeah. doing something stupid. But yeah. it's like, yeah, like you said, it's a time and a place. Yeah, yo, it's, that's it's a time and a place, and there's material. His material was weak as f. It was terrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, it, was, it was the equivalent of it's true. It, it was a crap. It was a crappy, crappy performance. It's like, sorry, sorry for your loss. Sorry about your dad. Put my finger. <laughs> it's that same sort of quality. <laughs> like, oh, what are you man. doing? <laughs> You're right, because it's like, because in the delivery, like when we were going, like before Sophie, when she was having contractions, whatever, she was obviously uncomfortable. Yeah. We we're still like, I was like trying to make her laugh to make her more comfortable, whatever. Yeah. But like, like you said, like you got to pick the humor. Read the room. Read the room. Yeah. Read oh, the room. God, man. man. A yeah. fart joke. Like you, you, you my nephew, default to a fart joke. My nephew was like four. Try not to laugh on stream too hard, because I know I have to edit that shit. <laughs> Boom! You said fart joke. I almost spat all over the mic. <laughs> Bro, my nephew was four, and he had a joke where he was laughing so hard, none of us knew why, and he his punchline was, "I farted." Ah! 
That's the same this, level. Yes, that's, that's exactly. <laughs> oh, that's better. Because <laughs> yeah. at least like when you're four, it's like ah, eh, whatever. You're four. Yeah. You know, your com your 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 realm of comedy is only so far. Yeah. I, I just I was reading that and I was just like, bro. But the, the thing too though is like, is because we were all raised by women. It's just like the coddling of that. Hmm. It's because like I mean I know my mom. I know your mom specifically. We're just like. <laughs> would have whooped our asses if we would have did something like that. Just like straight up two hands, like no coddling us, no like, oh yeah, you were in the right, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. No, you were a jackass. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. Talk about reading the room. Um, when I was, I think I was like maybe five or something like that. I had went into, mom had went into the gas station. She, you know, to, to get gas or whatever. She left me in the car. So I come out the car. Um, I had like this uh, bandit outfit at the time. It was like a toy gun, like the orange thing on the end of it bandit mask so i go into the gas station hands in the sky i'm robbing you all she popped it ever love it i'm surprised you're here today to talk about yes it. yes and not the gun didn't it wasn't real it's was cap guys you know the, the orange thing on it and yet time and a place read the room you ain't supposed to go into gas stations doing stuff like that this is a question what what city were you in at the time? Was it? It it, it wasn't was the burbs. It was it was Detroit. It was like okay. uh, I think it was Harper and Van Dyke. Oh, you using the hood? I right? was in the hood. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it actually feels like you'd be a, a lot safer doing that in the hood. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Go and and it, it might not even been like that precocious. I might have even said it's just something like uh, "Give me all your money" or some, just something. Yeah, something real basic that real basic. Say. Yeah, <laughs> where where it didn't even sound like a joke or whatever. So, but yeah, read read the room, dude. Right. Yeah, didn't read the room. You didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. But this guy knew. He was growing ass. This guy should know. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I was like known. five. He he should have known. Twenty four. Yeah. I mean, like if you're five and you were in that situation right next to him. Pretty sure you would have turned to the dude and go like, "I would have noticed that it was quiet and sh- intense and stressful." And I would have kept my mouth shut, yeah, yeah, and just did whatever they told me to do. Yeah, he which should. is what I, same thing I would have did at twenty four. I would have stood there, followed their orders, and yeah. shut my mouth. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, as someone that been in that situation, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever the nurse said or whatever Sophie said, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I just like the thing. You know, the crazy thing is, like, I'm more mad at the mo- his mom than I am yeah. at him. It's because, mm. like, yeah, he can be an asshat and, you know, this whatever. But mm. it's one of those things where, like, I realize that, like, as guys, we tend to be out of pocket a lot. But, like, with other guys, it's like, it doesn't really feel like it's out of pocket. But usually, like, you talk to, like, your mom or your sister, like, somebody, like, a, a, a and it's just, like, they tell you, like, nah. Nah. Mm. And it's like, in this situation, his mom was, like, taking his side. And I was like, that's just... It's crazy to me because, like, obviously his mom had a kid at some point. Him, maybe yeah, more with yeah, his siblings, and it's just like you think about it. It's like, what would you have done in that situation? Like, because I mean, his mom would have had to think about that. But then that's when I get back to the coddling thing because it's the like, coddling, yeah, he's like you're coddling him at some point mm-hmm. because it's like there's no way, there's no way in hell you you can be a mom that's given birth to a kid mm. and just be like, yes, yeah, okay if you make a fart joke when your wife explicitly told you, mm. do not make a joke while I'm in labor because yeah. I will murder you. Yeah. And to be fair, though, it's probably one of the ballsiest players I've ever seen because I was in pure terror mm. the entire time that, that we were in the, like in that room. I think you have empathy. 
empathy that's the main difference you have empathy um he's probably bored he he probably his 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 intentions might have been kind of pure maybe he just wanted to lighten the tension or something like that fair enough but again it takes some self-awareness to just realize it's not the time and place that's not the joke um you're just making a mess of things you know good one right that's what i'm that's what i'm like bro yeah I'm like, come on, man. Just, if you don't do the, find the funny. Find the right funny. Find the funny. And it wasn't even original, apparently. He ripped it from oh, some yeah, yeah. YouTube that video. Too. Yeah, the fact, the, that, too. that too. The fact that she recognized that it was a thing that he had said multiple times leading up to it. Yeah. Probably pissed her off ten times more. Because it's like, yeah. you couldn't even be funny. You couldn't even come up with an original joke to do. You just did something that everyone else was already doing on YouTube and TikTok. That and she like, already knows. She already coming. knows. So she's already seen. She's already heard you say it. So it's not funny to her at all. Nah. And you just decided to copy and paste it? Yeah. And that's who we should be trying to cheer up and make a... like Because the, the, that's, that's the problem he had. Like He tried to make it about him. Even ever so briefly. Yeah. And when, it, it's, it's about her and the baby. So yeah, we have to make like sure... For a whole week? Yeah. Right? Yeah, Been about him for a whole week. Yeah, she said. Yeah. yeah, he didn't talk to her for a week, Piece which is like, it's crazy to me because it's like week. that first in our my our experience that first two weeks is actual hell. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know because you get this this sense of like I don't know what to do. Like I this new life I'm supposed to be responsible for, and it's like you you've read all the books, you've seen all these videos, you talk to your parents, you talk to your friends, you talk to your family, you talk to all these people, and it's like nothing can prepare you for that. It's like the crying, the waking up at two, three, four, five in the morning, the the um if, she, if she's breastfeeding, like that that act, actual aspect of it. Can she breastfeed? Is she breastfeeding? Is the baby eating enough? Like all of these things are going on and it's like the postpartum sets in and it's like yeah. no matter whatever she's thinking about is a million fold. And on top of that, oh my you're not talking to her because you made a fart joke that she didn't like. And I'm just like just just the compound things of this as it compounds more, I'm just like Bro, you're a dickhead. Dickhead. In every sense of the word. And just and I feel really bad because just hearing how she recounted it, how she feels bad about it, I feel really bad about that. Cause like, no, you have no You don't need to. Coability. But I mean, I think that was like I don't know when she like when she wrote it comparatively, it's like when everything happened. But like that to me that just sounds like that postpartum speaking. Mm-hmm. Like that's just all the extra extra emotions and everything. Cause I mean like I, she's obviously she still loves her husband and like still wants him to be there and wants to care. And in her mind, she's probably like all right, at some point, he'll man up and be like, oh, my bad, you know, I did da-da-da-da, I'm sorry, I made the fart joke, whatever, and come. Because, I mean, like, in my head, it's like, if you're not talking to your wife this entire time after the baby, then I mean, you're not interacting with the kid at all. Because it's like, after the baby's born, like, the, the birthing mother and the kid are pretty much inseparable for that first week. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It, it might not be literal, it. it might be like, you know, like one word, dry sort of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it might be not be the communication that they're used to. You know, he might go in there, check on the baby. You know, she asks him some one word answers, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, arguably, that's worse, though. It is. Because I mean, like, because honestly, not talking to someone and getting like minimal out of them is two completely different things. Because like, if you if you're getting nothing from somebody, you can more or less, you can like understand like, you know what happened, but if you're getting these one word answers, it's kind of like this confusing mess of like, are you mad? Are you just oh, no. petty? At that point, people can, people can pick up on energy like right away. Some, sometimes it's like a question of it, 
But when it's especially husband and wife, if 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 you know, Sophie tomorrow just started like you know, just everything one word answers like for the whole week, you you know something was up. Yeah, yeah. You, but you, I don't know with this guy though because obviously he didn't read the room. <laughs> and his mom told him that he was right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, well, the problem is the opposite though. The problem is like him talk not talking to her. Right. So right. Right. So right. yeah, she she definitely can. You know, she. I will. I don't know, but I would assume she could pick up on. Yeah, his BS. <laughs> I mean, she picked up on a mile away when she told him not to do that <laughs> yeah. months beforehand. Months, months then, crazy. Yeah, just like oh, bro, like you making it hard for all the dudes out here. Yeah, well, that's that's one idiot. I think most dudes wouldn't do that, but uh, it's always one. Was it's it for one. content? It didn't say that okay. he was a content creator. It okay. just said that he was like. Um, following various YouTubers and TikTokers and stuff, gotcha. and videos. Gotcha. God, I hope it wasn't for content. Oh man, that's because that's that's, a, that's an extra layer yeah. of some crazy shit. Yeah, Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> Jeez, she. So, Ryan, you got a fun fact for us? Yeah, I sure do. You know that's before this podcast, we spent three hours doing podcast adjacent stuff, and only just got to it. Now it was it like one a.m. Actually four hours, yeah. One forty-five right now, so about one twenty-one thirty we started. Yeah. Yep. Exposing us all. Yeah, there's a lot of non-podcasting stuff related to making a podcast. Yeah. And uh, it was actually it was pretty fun. It was pretty yeah, fun, yeah. productive. Yeah, we uh had to make some logos. I had to. Jump into Unity, a, a game engine I use in order to uh, basically kind of commandeer a little bit of code in order to get a better logo picture. Um, had some audio engineering to do. Had a lot of audio engineering to do. Yeah. And a whole whole bunch of administration. Yeah. Super yeah. dry. All Paperwork that stuff. is boring, no matter where it is or why it happens. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Thumbnails. Oh, yeah. Reaction photos. But you guys don't want to hear about that. You just want to hear about the juicy stuff, right? That juicy yeah. juice. Give right. us that juicy juice. Lack of the bear, the sweet of the juice. The sweet of the juice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd be good if I had something interesting to say. <laughs> but I don't. The picture thing. Why, why did I know you were about? going there? <laughs> Why didn't I was, tell us about the picture thing? I was trying my best to think of something while you guys were filming the dead air. Though. I just oh came God. up with nothing. That's fine. Hey. Literally, we just talked about the picture thing. That was a perfect you, fact. Are, are you saying that we discuss the things that we talk about oh before God. the podcast? <laughs> You're making it so things, much worse than what this actually is. And that these conversations that we have aren't just organic. Hold on. Where did right. I put our script? Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, all right. Um, it's the fifth okay. part. The fun, fifth part. Fun fact. Everything here is filled with. Sh- Why is there so much shit facts? Why do we talk about shit so much? I mean, you told most of the shit stories, wow. to be honest. Okay. Actually, these are just. Uh, it was Nintendo. a typo. It was supposed to be five hit. We were supposed to talk about combos from different video games, but it, it ended up being being shit. Just thought about it. me ruffling through terrible, these. Probably terrible, terrible, terrible. Made a lot of noises for the ASMR enjoyers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the 
ASMR. Oh. You guys are gonna hear an episode four that you already heard because <laughs> this is episode five. Yeah, we haven't posted it yet. Episode four, I mean. Ooh, not yet. Yeah, cool Ooh. save. Cool save. This is a lovely train wreck. I'm having fun. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, like, since we were, since we are, were all raised by women, what is something that you think we've learned from our matriarchs that has transferred over that you just haven't seen in the average male that didn't have that, like, strong matriarchal figure in their life? Mm. Mm. They know more about you than you think that I learned. I learned, uh, not to think that I have uh, all the answers in any particular situation because uh, there, there's someone who's got your number. Mm. Yep. I like that. That's fair. I like that. What you, Breeze? I don't know. For me, that's super complicated because uh, I learned a lot because I always surrounded by matriarchs. Um, yeah, you have varying like uh, hierarchies too. Yeah, grandmother, auntie, mother, sisters. Um, yeah, always matriarch. So it's it's a mixed bag for me, man. Um, at first, I used to kind of think my mom is like Laura Croft, you know, like this <laughs> survival sort of person. But to a degree, and I like struggle. I think I think I do think struggle builds character. But to a degree, uh, struggle is something that uh, if if you get too, if you focus too much on the struggle, it can really be like a detriment. So that's something I'm dealing with right now, actually, is like, you know, because my mom is still struggling to this day. So, like, I don't want to, dude, I don't want to be struggling my whole life, bro. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I always, I always think about that, though, like. Like what part of that is there any part of that that's glamorous that I can be like, oh, that's that's hero shit. Um I, I think the taking care of like five kids is hero shit. Um oh, yeah, by yourself. Um, yeah. That's that's hero shit. Um but like some of the other stuff, like the 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 poor stuff, like I don't want to be poor forever. So. Nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I think the support is what um, my mom, I think that's the most valuable thing my mom gave me. And like I say that, like thinking about like, I know she's given me like a million, 10 different things, whatever. But it's like, uh, no matter what I came across, like, like I said, I wanted to be a lawyer, Hmm. you know, she like, she never said like, no, or you can't do it. It was always like, well, if you want to do this, you need to do X, Y, and Z. She's like, you gotta act, you gotta act right in school. You gotta do all these things. Like when I said I want to be a basketball player, it's like she bought me a basketball room. Like she's always been like supportive of like everything I've done, but not in like a um a blatantly supportive like you know just do whatever type of thing. It was always like, well, if you're going to do this, like understand and like it takes certain things to get to this point, and you once you get to that point, you need to do certain other things. And like even things she didn't know about, like she wouldn't um. She would never just be like, yeah, go ahead and do whatever. Because, like, for example, when I told her I was starting a podcast, she was like, oh, cool. You know, well, what do you need for it? And I was like, well, I already bought the mics, and I bought the camera, and I bought it, this, whatever, whatever. And she was like, well, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, 
Uh, good question, good question, mom. She's like, okay, well, you know, you'll figure it out. And she's like, well, who are you doing it with? Blah, blah, blah. And I told her about it. And it's just like, I appreciate that, though, because it's like, it's a supportive, but it's also realistic. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that versus like, because I feel like some parents are like just this blatantly supportive and like just unrealistic, whatever. Yeah. It's like, like if I told my mom to be an astronaut, like I'm 33, I can't just go be an astronaut. Like, I mean, realistically, I could, could go back to school or whatever for I'd be an astronaut, but it's like, life happened. I got a kid. I'm married. Like, I ain't just, just decide to be an astronaut tomorrow. This just doesn't make sense. Hmm. But at the same time, it's like all these other things. It's like my mom's always been like, hey, you know, like, do X, Y, and Z. Do the A, B, and C. And then actually you should be able to figure out of it. So, like, I really appreciate that aspect of, like, uh, that support, the realistic support. Because I think it puts a lot of things in your perspective, like jobs, work, like everything else. It's like, I can put my my goals in and the stuff I want to do with different jobs, whatever. And I can understand like, Hey, this is what I need to do. Or this is where I need to go. Or these are the people I need to talk to. And I'm like, it puts it a, a very different, a very realistic spin on like how I approach things. Hmm. I appreciate the, the pragmatic uh, support. Yeah. That's, a, that's like the best. I feel, I feel that's the best support that you could possibly have. Yeah. It's yeah. Someone who actually looks at the goal that you tell them. And looks for a path there. And they don't just say, oh, well, you know, believe in yourself and you can do it. And then just wash their hands of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. And like, I feel like that support system is like rolled over into like us and like how we do things and stuff. And it's like, you know, realistically, like, you know, we have, we have a lot of aspirations, which if you guys want to find about, find out about, stay tuned. But there's a lot of things that we aspire to do or whatever. And like, we realize like our hands are tied on some things, but like on other things that we can actually like take hand and like do now we can do now. And like, we keep each other like our own checks and balances type of deal. Like, you know, make sure that we are still moving forward, still doing what we need to do. But at the same time, like, listen, bro, I don't think you should be doing that right now, man. You know, that's a little bit outside of our pay grade right now, but you know, I'm not saying we'll take it off the table. Hmm. I'm just saying we're going to move it to the left a little bit and then you'll make a path to get there. Hmm. But then I think it goes back to what we talked to about before. It was like having like, um, I can't remember we talked about it on the pod before, but I know we talked about it in real life a million times. It's like having real friends, like mm-hmm. friends that are like willing to tell you no, willing to say like, you know, I believe in you, you can do it, but you need to make sure you take care of blah, 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 blah. Because it's like, yes, man, don't do anything for anybody. And I feel like a lot of famous people too, like they get into these stupid ass situations or stupid things happen just because they got a bunch of dudes behind them saying, yeah, bro, that's good. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Don't worry about it. Hmm. Instead of just being like, mm, you know what, bro? Maybe you shouldn't do that line of coke off that stripper, but <laughs> on camera, live on Facebook. You know what I mean? Just a suggestion. You hmm. know, you do you, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. No, you got it. When you get to that level, you got to have a, a cool right hand. Yeah, real friends. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Well, you really a balance. Cool right hand and that person to rile you up and get you, get you to take action on stuff too. It'd be a funny skit, you know, have the realistic yes, uh, realistic hype man hyping up the rope like, yeah, you can do it, you can do it, just do it slowly. And call it. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just take it easy a little bit. Yeah, go right there, you do it. You know, but think about it first. <laughs> <laughs> like little doubles on the shoulders. <laughs> That's funny. No, I will say, um, even though I appreciate like the job my mother did and all the women in my life did, I would have rathered if my parents could coexist and find a way to make that work together. Because I think having that balance is uh, 
really vital to a child's life, honestly. Because it's a lot of stuff you don't get as a kid if you don't have a father figure. It's it's a lot of stuff. It's, it's interesting being a man without having a yeah without having a, a much of a father figure. You, you pretty much you experience manhood quite a bit later than most other kids, teenagers, you know, young adults. And you have to teach yourself everything. It's kind of like everything. It's, it's like manhood hard mode. Yeah, because it's like one of those much. things like you just because a lot of things you learn, you learn by proxy. Yeah. Just like somebody like, you know, even at work and stuff like you see someone do a task over and over again and you yeah. get asked to do that task. And it's like you might not know exactly how to do it, hmm. but you got a general idea how to do it. You can kind of figure it in. Yeah. Because I mean, like, for example, when I shaved the first time, <laughs> fucked my whole face up. <laughs> Scars everywhere. Yeah, cuts everywhere. Me too. Ingrown hairs everywhere. Oh, ingrown just a mess. Oh, I hate those. You gotta cut in. My mom's gonna kill me if I don't give her a shout out after you do guys okay, give okay, me a okay. shout out. My mom did a lot for me as well. She she really supported me for a long time after I lost my father and my brother. Mm-hmm. So um, she did. Like I said, she taught me that people can really have your number and you cannot realize that. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to mom and. Uh, you you should um you need to see in yourself what you do. You, you need to be very self aware is mm-hmm. what she taught me. Mm-hmm. Because uh people can create ideas of you that you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. And when you encounter that for the first time, like if you're not a very self aware person, if you see those people have this idea of you and that idea of you and suddenly you're thrust into a situation where you have to coexist with people who have ideas of you that you didn't even know mm-hmm. it can really it, it can throw you for, uh, for quite a loop mm-hmm. and that's uh that's something that my mom taught me just through kind of example she just had more of a read on me than i ever realized <laughs> hard read yeah, yeah. Shout outs to uh, both your mothers because uh, both of them over the years um, definitely was there for me. Definitely was there for, you know, for all of us in a lot of for respects. Real. And I appreciate that. Uh, Mark's mom uh, took me in when I lost my apartment, my first apartment at 19. Um, didn't have anywhere to go. And uh, she just she just like, all right, yeah, you stay here. Yeah, that was an interesting conversation, too. So, so the, when I asked her, it was, uh, it was one night, and I was pretty much like, uh, so, uh, Breezy doesn't have anywhere to go. Can you live here for a second? Like, you know, I'm in the basement. We got enough room around there. Sweet. And she's like, what'd you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <clears throat> I had to, like, you know, strap with little nuts I had at that age <laughs> up and be like... My my best friend don't have nowhere to live, uh, and he needs a place to stay. He, you know, he said it'd be like a month or two, a couple months at the most, until you know, get his stuff together, mm-hmm. and he'd be out. And she was just like, "Okay," <laughs> and like at that moment, like the world kind of froze because I was like in my head, I'm like going through all these scenarios, like trying to mm-hmm. like beg her and plead to her or whatever. Or, like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, you know, maybe Breeze can stay in my car. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> just come, just come with all these crazy scenarios. And then when she just said, yes, I just froze. And I was just like, what'd you say? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And then she just went back to doing whatever she was doing. Like, it, it was like, it was one of those things. It was like, 
I didn't mean to ask. Like, if you just showed up one day, she probably would just been butthurt that I didn't say anything, but she really wouldn't have cared that you'd been there. So it yeah. was just like a really weird interaction because she, she just, it was just, I made such a huge issue. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to make a solution to a problem that didn't exist. Right, right. <laughs> shout outs to mothers. Shout outs to moms. And all of them. To you, I feel like your mom had a read on all of us, like almost immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, immediately, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Kind of scary. Your mom has a very intimidating presence. It's funny because she really tries to hide that around you guys. <laughs> it's one of those. Uh, she's gonna kill me for saying this, but it's also it's it's almost like a wild animal. You know, it's like they come up to, and uh, the reason I'm gonna say this is because it's like they come up to you because they know they can kill you at any moment, and that they're choosing not to. Because she knows at any mo- moment in time, she knows that she can take us out. Mm. And she's just like, I'm allowing you to be here. And mm. I need you to understand that I'm allowing you to be here. Yeah. Mm. Well, most of that hostility was uh, saved for, for Ryan and Will. So uh, Oh, no. Plenty of it went towards you. Yeah, oh, yeah that's true. Yeah, you got that's a lot true. of it. To be fair, that's I think true. me and Alex got the, like, the, 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 the smallest amount of that. Yeah. Guess, you know, there's, there's some problem children. No, 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 no. She's uh Hmm. Oh, she's actually. Oh, you've come up a few times recently. Oh, <laughs> recently though, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, mm, uh, you know, she she felt some sort of way about the weddings. Oh, was it the weddings? No, not the weddings. Emma, baby shower, right? Emma, yeah, baby she's shower. Like, hey, why haven't you let me see her yet? What's up with this? I've seen Kai, uh, you know, my godbrother's son. Well, her godson's son. God-grandson? That is that a thing? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of times, but she hasn't seen Emma yet. Oh, man. Every time I talk to her about her, she's like, oh, how's Mark? Yeah, oh, he's good. He's good. How's Emma? And then she does that little look, you know, sideways yeah, look. I remember that look. I'm so trying to, I'm trying to help you out, but you ain't making your case. I sent you photos and everything, mm-hmm. but you, you I did too. So she, your mom, texts me. I want to say, um, sometime during the summer, like last summer, like late summer, early fall, and she asked for a couple pictures, and I sent her some pictures. I forgot it was the spicy cough. Yeah, it was right. It, it was still during the spicy cough season, so that's why I told her that. You weren't able to. You, we weren't able to come over or anything. Because mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I forgot about that. Sophie was uh, we were. I mean, we were both super paranoid, and actually, I was super paranoid because I got spicy cough when she was like eight, seven, six, seven, six and a half, seven months pregnant. I got spicy cough, so I was like, we were just super paranoid about it. Like for the first couple, um couple weeks too. Plus the doctors kind of freaked us out because it's pretty much like the first two weeks you pretty much your baby can die at any moment if they get anything and we're just oh like boy, what? At least they're honest. <laughs> they're honest but it's like about it. sheesh. But yeah your mama texts me like sometime I want to say late late um, summer early fall and she asked for some pictures so I sent her some pictures and I told her I'm like you're like family so I'm like anytime you want any pictures I'm like just let me know and like I'll send you pictures. So like I would randomly send her pictures for like a couple months. I mean, honestly, I couldn't be mad about it. But to be fair though, <laughs> like she just met my she Emma just met my grandma right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because 
my grandma watches like all my cousins, like my little cousins, and little kids are just always sick and whatever. And then oh, we're yeah. just like, you know, this was before like Emma had like first couple of her shots and whatever. And we're just like, I don't want her, you know, just don't want her to get her like actually sick. Yeah. You know, because she's had a cold here and there, but it's like, you know, we don't want her actually get anything because it's like, I'm not living with that because it's like, if something happened to her, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, no, I plan to. I plan to take her, um, see your mom, see Alex's mom, and um, I th- and my some of my other aunts too. Like my mom's, like my mom's best friend. Like I haven't, I haven't seen her in a while either. Like I want her to see her, but like I've been trying to give pictures to everybody to try to avoid this. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you only push away yeah. so long. Yeah. So uh, I got another story about my mom actually, and you know, um, for a long time, like a year or was it two years? Uh, both my god brother. And my best friend from first grade were living with me. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And that was a that was pretty interesting because um, fun times. I can't remember which one of them came to me first. I think it was Will who started living with me first. It was just like one day Will was like, "Hey, um, you know, I don't have a place to stay. Can I move in with you? You know, uh, live with you and your moms?" And I I asked my mom. She was like, "Yeah." And Will was living with me for a couple months, and then a couple months after that, my best friend from first grade, who I, you know, still in contact with me, everyone knows him, he came and he had some problems at his house, too. And he asked my mom if he could move in with both me and Will. And he did. And I, even I thought that that was weird, because I was like, she just went along with it. <laughs> and I was, I was like, that's... It's incredible. I was wondering why would she, why would she agree to that? And she told me a story about her early days with her and my cousin's mother. You know, uh, you know Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm not actually related to him by blood, which I actually funny story. I did not know that. I didn't know that. You just said time. that right now. But it turns out that my mom and his mom, they went to high school together. Hmm. We're absolute best friends. It turns out that Lamar is actually more like my godbrother than my cousin. Oh, oh! You just collect those. And he's like, I did not know that we weren't related because they just told me, "Hey, this is your cousin." All right. When I was like five years old or something. I was like, okay. And I never questioned it. I mean, why would you? Why would I? <laughs> and, you know, apparently, when my mom was very young, around our, not not even our age, she was like 19 or something, she needed a place to live because really bad family stuff happened. And she asked my, my you know, her best friend's mother if she could live in. Her name was uh, Miss Goodman. And Miss Goodman allowed her to move in with them and supported her until she could get on her own feet. And my mother said because Miss uh, Miss Goodman was so good to her that she would repay that favor mm, to whoever for. needed it nice. in the future. And that's why she let both Will and, you know, best friend from first grade move in with her. And, uh... No, that's it. My mom's got a big heart. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, though, because a lot of people, like, 
they don't need a handout. They just need a hand up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people want to do well on their own. It's just like, you get to a point where you're just like, I got nothing. And, you know, you just need, like, a place to look. Because, I mean, having a place to just, like, lay down and, like, take a breath is, like, important. Makes all the difference. A whole big-ass difference. That, like, you know, people that never had to go through that, I mean, I'm glad you never had to go through that. But people that have, have, you understand what it means. Like, just having a place to just be like, yeah. Yeah, like I can, I can do that. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's worth it. And I mean, like I did the, I did the same too. I had a friend that uh, he was out on his luck and he needed a place to stay, so he stayed with us for a couple months until he got um, settled. Like now he's doing great. You know, he got his, he bought himself an Escalade. You know what I mean? Like nice. he's doing, because he just, he just hit a spot of bad luck. You know, just, just, you know, and it just, he just needed. A place to stay for a little bit. Gameplay stayed a little bit. Like he got his got his funds together, you know, got his um got his life back together, got a better job, like moved into a better area, it's, and just just around doing better. And the same thing. He was only with us for like a month, month and a half, and this is like similar situation. It's like what my mom did for Breezy, hmm. and it's like what Breezy did for me. Like when I stayed with him for that bit, it's like hey, you know what I'm just saying. Like just it's paid for it. That's why I still do it. You guys let me stay here not too long ago, and uh, I was able to save up, get a car, get a house. And um, now I, you know, now I do it whenever I can too. Cause like it doesn't cost you anything, you know. What I mean, maybe a little piece of mind here and there, but it's like you know, just to know that like another human being is like, yeah, okay, yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah, in a better spot than they were before. I feel all fuzzy on the inside. You know? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah, being a good guy. <laughs> all right, we got time for uh, anything else? Another topic or? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know nothing else really to talk about. It was kind of like the end all be all of it. I mean, we can just. Okay, yeah. No, I, th- I think that was fair. I think we covered quite a bit, so. Oh, yeah, you should edit this middle part out so we can just go straight to the end. Nope, I'm keeping it in. <sighs> well, this is going to be super awkward. Oh, ah, embrace okay. it. I mean, it is what it is. Embrace it. So, all right, this is our episode of Guess About Moms. And, like, the influence they can have or just parental figures in general or just having that someone to keep you going, someone to support you, someone to care about you, you know, whoever they may be, mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad, grandma, grandpa, just somebody that, like, taught you something or, like, helped you get to where you are now. You know, just a, a shout out to all those people. Shout out to our, our moms, aunts and sisters and stuff that helped us get to where we are, you know. See y'all later. May your uh, bed stay warm, your pillow stay cold. Stay perfect, chat. Shout out to the ancestors.